good. So we're starting right now. All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast. I am here with the one, the only, Atlanta 7. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, he's episode 79. Yeah, that, that's you, 79. Uh, yeah, so Atlanta, it's like, that's your rap name, Atlanta 7. Um, so you're basically, are you from Georgia by any chance? No, I'm not born and raised in Georgia. I'm born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, I call myself Atlanta 7 only because I put respect on the city for pretty much bringing me back to pretty much a different style. You know, it just gave me a different look on, you know, music itself and a different, you know, way of dressing, different style, different sauce, you know. Like, it was a different, you know, for me from coming from Florida, they moving to Atlanta. It just gave me that insight of, you know, don't be afraid to be different is uh, pretty much what I got from Atlanta. And uh, where'd the seven come from? The seven is God. You know, I always put God first. So that's why I always say seven, you know, because it's not really like a zone seven, you know, whoop de whoop. But, you know, it's just, you know, seven to let you know that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. And he told me to be ready, so that's what I'm doing. So I call myself seven. Okay, that's cool. I guess, you know, Fort Lauderdale 7 probably wouldn't. I, you you could have made that work somehow. I don't know. Fort Lauderdale 7. But, you know, there's a nigga with a bumper named Fort Lauderdale 7. Yeah, it, it sounds different, you know. But I guess maybe Atlanta 7 would have bumped out the thing a little bit better. But it's like, so, like, how long have you spent in Atlanta, Georgia, like, before you kind of moved out here? Well, like I said, um, I left out of uh, Fort Lauderdale when I was, I say, 15. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Georgia when I was... 16 to my mid 20s and i was just going back and forth from you know i was in school at the time playing football so you know i was going back and forth to like kansas and georgia kansas and georgia you know to my mid 20s almost my 30s okay what's out there in kansas by any chance i'd be thinking like the the wizard of oz or some shit like they got tornadoes or some shit like that (laughs) well i ain't gonna lie to you man i ain't gonna flex like Ain't shit in Kansas, man, to be honest with you. And if it's Kansas people listening to this, man, I'm sorry, but it ain't shit there but to drink. Fucking, that's it. You know, you know they got a few little cool spots and shit like that. You know, I ain't going to knock it. You know, it's a cool little laid-back retirement type of place. If you want to live that good, easy country living, you feel me, then, you know, you move to Kansas type shit. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, at least you put it in perspective. Is the reason why you had to go in between Kansas? Do you have family out there, or something like that? Maybe you're staying with them. Uh no. Nah, like I said, uh, I was out there for football. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like college, yeah. College. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like playing JUCO football for a little minute, and uh, you know, I was you know trying to figure out my path and shit. So I was playing you know football, and you know I didn't want to give up that little chase to chase my football dream. So I just said, fuck it, let me go ahead and you know skedaddle over there to fucking uh goddamn Kansas. And I moved to Kansas and shit, started playing football for the school called Coffeeville. And then once I started playing football in Coffeeville, you know, I just, you know, been stuck in fucking Kansas for a little minute. Okay, I mean, that's all. I mean, you got to follow your dreams any way you can and everything. I, uh, you know, you should probably play uh, for the Charlotte Thunder. I know somebody who plays for Charlotte Thunder. He gets paid $500 a game and everything. Yeah, I know it's an like indoor football type league, but it's like, hey, $500 a game, man. Like, that's... 
that's flex right there so it's just just something to keep in mind i'm trying to get my brother on that shit too because he used to play uh, football uh, he tried to go to play football in college but i guess he just said fuck it and everything uh but dang man you went to a freaking kansas university and shit I, I can't imagine having to deal with that man i like going to hbcus man that's just i went to an hbcu bro and i just my whole life changed i was like oh shit i like it here you know since then it's just i want to find the blackest city i can find to be there but I mean, to each his own. Like, how was that experience for you going to a Kansas PWR? I know that shit had its ups and downs, huh? Uh, well, yeah, it was different for me. You know, uh, it was a big culture shock more than anything else because uh, coming from a primarily black, you know, community where I grew up at, you know, going from Fort Lauderdale, going from Georgia, where it's predominantly just black people, uh, you know, and then just going to a, a more area where it's more kind of just more white predominantly white people it made me feel kind of out of my shell and it, and it kind of made me in, into this kind of like it gave me this type of depression that i went through at the time because i couldn't really relate to have the people there and i was you know just mentally like i didn't know really really where did i place at at that time and moment like i was going to school to play football i'm going to school to just you know just to do it because niggas say to go to school you feel me but it, it just wasn't something for me I felt like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time You know and I was just fighting through those demons At that time you know with Being in the area not saying there's nothing wrong Against you know white people It's just you know just being secluded And just being by yourself and having nobody understand you Feeling like you misunderstood It really does something to your mind So I really had to sit back And you know reminisce and think about who I was and what I really wanted and, and honestly it wasn't football it was just this music you know fuck it I don't want my damn like you know my engine to be fucked up and I had to ask somebody to jump it you know so that happened the last time I'm like I'm not gonna let that happen again so you can open the door if you want like you wanna get the air in and shit I had one to smoke a cigarette I ain't gonna lie but I don't wanna smoke in your car okay that's cool you can do whatever I mean I don't really mind cigarettes and everything because yeah I'm gonna face my body on the outside. it's just like yeah you wanna step outside and do that yeah alright cool we can, we can continue the interview though that's actually hold on let me check where I can oh, oh. alright cool we're good yeah Cause I swear that shit happened. Oh fuck! Yeah, damn my damn phone. All racing shit getting fucked up. Yeah, it's just I didn't want my whole like thing messed up, so we can still like continue the episode. But cigarettes is fine. My grandpa used to smoke and shit, so it just it kind of feels soothing. But you know I don't do it. Sorry about that. I'm going. It's no problem. It's no problem. But uh, yeah, man, like the way how you explain it on your and it, it seems like the opposite on my end, you know, because my mom's made me go to predominantly white schools and shit like that. And it was cool at points, but like, dude, that same depression you're speaking of, that's how I was feeling for a while up until I graduated and then went to actual like HBCU and shit, you know, and it's just everything changed, bro. Like I always had support. I always had like, you know, any type of black person that you know of is going to be at an HBC. You have your nerdy black folk, your anime black folk, your sporty black folk, your thug black folk, you know. It's just everybody had a place to be, you know. And so no one ever felt out of place, you know, at an HBCU. That's why I always try to, like, you know, I praise HBCUs and I put them on because, like, you know, that was the first school that helped me rediscover who I was, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, you know, just keep that in mind. If you got relatives and everything that's younger, let's think about going to college. Like, all my cousins, my baby cousins, I'm going to tell them, go to HBCU. Go to HBCU, the food is seasoned, and just... <laughs> yeah, out there, boy, I don't know what was wrong with the food out there. They had some kind of, like, uh, Amish type of food like no. that. <laughs> yeah. So when you said Amish, I'm like, Amish. no, on some Last Supper type stuff. Like, get yeah. this shit out of my like face. I say, it, was a, it was a big culture shock for me, but I understood more about, you know, different, you know, 
backgrounds of people and you know ethnic groups and stuff like that you know uh there's a few of us black people out there but i i you know i, I got to learn a lot from you know being in that state i mean yeah sure man everyone's experience through life is just different and everything i know you spoke about like fighting demons and stuff of that nature like outside of that like you know so you know that was was that your first brush with depression and everything by any chance um I have to say it had to be when my father passed. Mm. That was like one of them because he, he played a nice little role in my uh, life at the time. And uh, once he passed, I went through a little self, self-doubt. And then uh, I had went through this anger stage. Where I was just so angry. So that's when I picked up football. Mm. So I needed some way to channel my anger. That's good. You, you, Always you, be constructive. You feel me? So like... I had did that, and then I found out, okay, well, this is not really my passion passion. My passion is this music, because I was in a marching band for a good little minute. Oh. Niggas don't know that. And, like, I played, like, good four or five different instruments. Nigga, I played tuba, trombone, baritone, and trumpet, you know? I mean, that's just black folk. We always have, like, like, like skills on top of talents, on yeah. top of other skills, and we don't even realize it until over time. Who knows? I might try martial arts, and who knows? I might be, like, a black Bruce Lee in, like, five years. Who knows? Maybe yeah. new baby Kimbo Slice. You never know. But that's just that's just it, you know. That's cool that you like went with that route and everything instead of like getting into the streets and stuff like that, selling drugs or just trying to kill. Folks. I'm not trying to shit on anybody who does that, you know. That's your life or whatever. Grind whatever you got to do to do whatever you got to do to grind. But it's just like you know, for you to be like so immersed in that lifestyle to the yeah, point where it's just yeah, like it's yeah, starting yeah, to bleed. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got to get out. But at least you took, you know, that anger that you know since of trying to heal through like trying to like reinvest in yourself through football, you know, and stuff like that. You know, uh, it's just it'd be hard for people to like reinvest in themselves in other ways, you know, mm-hmm. outside of like you know fast money type shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's good on you, man. And like, how old were you when your father passed? Man, I say I was about eleven. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, I say 11 or 12, 1 or 2. All right. I mean, well, that's, it takes a strong person to get past that, man. I, did you have any uncles that you have in your life and everything that kind of just kind of be there for you uh, after your uh, father had passed? Well, after he passed, I just really just had my mother um, at that time. Uh, she was trying to be, you know, playing the mom and the dad role at the same time. Uh, I didn't really have no role models, male figures like that to look up to besides, you know, you know, just niggas I grew up around, pretty much. Oh, I mean, so, well, that's that's good too. That at least you can still go move forward and everything of that nature. You know, like masculinity wise and everything. You know, your father is very, very important part. You know, like even my father now, like he. He missed out on a lot from me growing up and everything. So it's just like, you know, me trying to forgive him and everything because I know that wasn't really his fault. Or like a lot of it was like, you know, the system trying to break down my family household uh, due to greed and stuff of that nature, you know, because that's basically what this country pushes for to like, you know, really emasculate us through taking out our father figures and everything out of like, you know, uh, out of the society, out of the out of our proximity and things you know, any positive role model and that's what i do you see me in a suit every time i get off work i go straight to my auntie house uh or my uh or my cousin there he's really really small like and everything he has like his stepdad there too but i'm also another uh, male figure that's actually positive too and he, she wants me to come by every day i try to come by as often as i can uh, because that could do a lot too you know what i'm saying just the presentation you know it's just it's just stuff like that and you know i ain't no like you know dick riding uh you know uh, uncle tom sellout type nigga i work for a black owned business you know like i really push to like make things happen as best as i can 
the, the, the what I got, you know, and that's just that's just that's just the stuff to keep it real and everything. Might you have any younger uh, cousins, younger uh, family members and everything that you try to put on positivity for? Uh, yeah, man, I uh, speak through a lot to my friends and uh, they ask me questions about, you know, this universe and how it works. Mm. And uh, excuse me. <laughs> that's all right. And it speaks more about this universe and how it works. You know, over time, I became more spiritual towards, you know, figuring out myself and uh, learning about this universe and how it works. And uh, I put towards, you know, energy. You know, what you put out is what you get in. You know, it's uh, what you receive. So, uh, you know, I've been telling them stuff like that, you know, getting them more, on a more positive tip, opening up their minds some more about how this world works. <clears throat> and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, that's dang good. That's dang good. And when it comes to this music thing, since, you know, that's what kind of brought us here in the first place. Um, when transitioning from football to music, uh, what really um, kind of set that tra tra trajectory and everything in your favor? Well, once I finally put the cleats down, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I decided, I said, man, I need something to do. Like, I always always be, like, freestyling and rapping the beats and stuff like that. My friends be like, hey, man, you need to go ahead and just rap, man. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up stuff. I don't, I don't know. They said, man, let's go ahead and do it. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and do it and put the pen to the pad. And I've been writing ever since. And uh, i just been, you know, stuck to it. Whatever I set my mind to is what I'm going to do. Like I said to myself, I'm going to get far in football. I can. I, I could have easily played arena football, but I decided not to. I just know that with this world and this universe that we live in, it's a big game chess. And with this game chess that we play, we can do anything that we want. And that's the power that he, we have. It's the power that God gave us is to do anything anything that we set our minds to with this work and the universe is going to give it to you mm -hmm. like real shit it's like so easy and niggas don't understand that so that's why i said with this music i'm gonna do it mm -hmm. and i'm gonna keep on pushing it and as long as i stay ready i ain't gotta be ready no dead ass no seriously man it's just that art of manifestation through prayer and building a uh, relationship with God that's real real shit man you know sometimes even with an idea you know, everything that you see around you right now is all started as an idea from the Harris Theater right there yeah. to that Quayonda I ain't even never seen no place named Quayonda before yeah. I might go there one day <laughs> even with the flashing lights behind it man yeah. you have to think about that somebody man. really yeah. had to come up with an idea to really put that stuff together even with the podcast thing you've seen yeah. how the logo looks like you thought like damn that's a cool ass fucking yeah. logo possibly you know like the whole brain being knitted together mental yeah. fucking threads that's crazy I started out as an idea. Now here I am. You're the 79th episode. And I still got to reach 150. And I still feel like I ain't doing shit, really. And even when I'm out here actually doing shit, I still feel like I'm not doing shit. But you just keep on pushing what you're doing and like watch the universe starts to open up different doors for you towards people. And that's how the universe works. People don't understand that shit. It's like what you're doing is you started off with an idea. That's what that's how it starts first. It starts with an idea a thought once you can think it it's going to become true mm -hmm. and now once you start putting forth the actions all right i thought of the brain thing of about what i wanted for a logo yeah let me put forth the action who can make a good image for me boom that's the action now you pay the nigga about 60 70 dollars just for your image you feel Actually, me i made the logo myself well shit nigga you got it for free 99 you feel me <laughs> so you know you put in that work so boom that was the image that was the energy you put towards it mm -hmm. so now the universe says that okay he put forth the energy and he put forth the thought. Let's see what else he does. Mm -hmm. And then now you're doing step three. You're talking to somebody. You uh, you, uh, you interviewed the rapper. You're not interviewing none rapper. I interview, you know, business people and lawyers and so on and so on. Yeah. And, you know, and then now it's building up an audience. 
Yeah. And it ain't nothing but God. That's why I always put the seven before my name because ain't nobody do it but God. You feel me? Yeah, no, no, really. That stuff is real, real, dude. And I really, one thing I really need to get back into doing, I need to get back in the church again for real and start praying more like I needed to because it's like God is really showing me a lot of what I can do. Like, really, and with so much less, like, come on, I have my father growing up and everything. I used to be shitted on by teachers publicly saying, oh, you're a waste of time, you stupid, which you probably wouldn't have never thought just looking at this dang suit and everything and the way I'm wearing glasses and shit and the way I articulate myself. But at the same time, it's because they fear that power. They fear. Like, that's how demonic, you know, the devil operates in fear and everything. And people's fears, they project it on other people to hold you back. And, you know, that's up to me. I've always been the one in my nature. Not saying it's just I was born with it, but it's just, you know, it's my nature. That's just part of me. I just can't help but prove people wrong. You know, with this music thing, I dropped a mixtape last year and everything. You know, I haven't been pushing it out like that because I want to wait until I put a whole lot more music out so I can really build a brand for myself. Like, the more content I put out, the more I'd be willing to put more of a brand out. Like, you know, this is some shit to look at. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. And then it's just like, you know, it's just all about building the content so it's just like for y'all to even hop on and take time out of your day to hop on it's nothing but god too because it's like you didn't have to be out here you could have been in the studio you could have been doing other things to put on for your music too and in a way you're kind of doing it right now with this whole podcast because this is the first podcast you've been a part of mm-hmm. first one uh for here in north carolina yeah. just in here in north carolina okay well that's it's still pretty it's a first regardless and one day you're gonna look back at these songs some years later like dang we was really right here and then next thing you know we're probably at like a freaking summer festival type shit and be like hey there's the dude Atlanta, and that's a nigga toasty right there it's just like it's just just stuff like that that's just how the universe works and everything we're all connected and only empaths can see that some people are very narcissistic in nature and they can't see it but be selfish and everything and work against people and try to stab people in the back you know that's just that's not in my nature neither have you ever faced people that are like that it's backstabbers type uh honestly i could say yes and i could say no because i don't have too much of a big circle for people to backstab me i had some people who showed me their their claws when they were hungry Mm. you know in the sense of words of saying that when times got a little sticky i saw their true side you know so but it wasn't in a sense of form of their backstabbing me just saw that okay i see how you act when x y and z mm. so now i'm not going to do a and b in, in front of your face yeah, you right. feel me so now i got to keep it to myself so moving silent yeah, you feel me so uh that's pretty much what i experienced like, and like i said i keep a small circle you know I, I barely freaking have a lot of goddamn friends i probably got like two or three close good friends man to, to be real and friends here in north carolina nigga, i pretty much just got associates that i pass by you know back you know back and forth but you know they cool people but i just look at it as whatever energy that i'm projecting within myself mm-hmm. i only allow people who's projecting that same type of energy to vibrate around me because i'm not gonna vibrate on a low level i'd rather vibrate on a high level Oh, no, no, deadass. No, for real, man. That's just, and you really got to know yourself to really manage to go uh, through that maze. And I mean, some people don't realize what their power is or what they might have. And sometimes they might sleep on it and then people might envy it in them. A power that they can't even see. And then they, that's how they get messed up where they don't realize their value as an individual. Next thing you know, you end up being a people pleaser trying to please other people. And then they, they don't give a fuck about you type, you know. They're just trying to work against you, trying to bring it down and everything. So it's just like, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. Like, I don't know how it is, like, you know, in, in Florida or whatever. I've mostly been here in North Carolina and Charlotte especially. So I've seen it all like right there. Like, um, in, in Florida, like I said, I don't 
put past my city on who made me who I am. Florida taught me more of the streets. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It taught me more about the griminess of this world because Florida is one grimy ass little fucking city, boy. You gotta be up on your P's and Q's to fuck around and nothing. But it's like, you know, it just teaches you, to, you know, the streets. And, and, and Georgia taught me the fashion, it taught me the swag, it taught me the different sounds, it taught me to be myself and not have to, you know, worry about what the people may think. No, yeah, Atlanta, dude. I'm really interested in trying to make connections in Atlanta too, man. Cause that's the, cause we, me, we in Charlotte, we're having that issue where it's just like, yeah, we might have a whole lot of untapped talent around here and everything, you know. But people are starting to wake up and realize it, like, after the baby, and though the baby started his brand and everything, and now it's like Ruben Vincent who just got signed by uh, Rock Nation. I don't know if you heard of him, Ruben Vincent. He isn't light skinned. He's actually Liberian. Like uh, he's African. Yeah, yeah. He just went on tour with Pusha T. I think I, yeah, I think I know that. Hell yeah, yeah. He cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. He's just he's been spitting really, really tough. And it's like people like that really motivate me. Like some people don't get motivated. They a lot of people try to get envious to the point where they'll be willing to disparage your character all types yeah. of ways and everything. Where it's just like for Atlanta, I bet there's grimy people in Atlanta too. But I feel like there's more space to grow. Like you can have a childish Gambino, you can have a Young Thug, yeah, a Gucci yeah, Man, a Jeezy, yeah. and the list goes on. Andre 3000, Big Boy, you know, it's a lot of talent in, in like Atlanta that yeah. rises to the surface. It's a lot of talent, like I said, like you got a lot of people down there trying to be rappers, man. You know, uh, everybody, mama trying to be a rapper down in Atlanta. You know, and uh, like what what I learned was from two people. It goes both ways. It goes like uh, sometimes you gotta move out your own backyard to get noticed. And on the other hand, wherever God places you in life, it don't matter if you're in Atlanta, it don't matter if you're in Miami, it don't matter if you're in North Carolina, if you got the anointing on you, if you got his favor, you feel me, he's going to bless you anywhere that you go, despite on what situation that you're at, or despite, you know, where you, you know, where you may came from, you feel me, as long as you got that blessing, if he has it in the cards for you, if the universe has it in the cards for you, that's something you're supposed to be doing, then you're going to get it. No, dead ass for real because, you know, you don't got to be. Charlotte is a much bigger city than Fayetteville. And Fayetteville got J. Cole and Moray coming out there, and they're doing a whole lot of things and everything. And I'm sure uh, Moray definitely put himself on with that quicksand video. But at the same time, out of that, the first thing J. Cole did was put him on the Dreamville Fest and everything. You know what I'm saying? You got power moves type shit. Whereas, like, for Charlotte, well, you know, the baby does his best to build his brand, which you got to fuck with it, too. Um, but we got to really get into um, get into the whole mindset that it's just that another person's success is not, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be anything envied upon. Everybody got a different story, you feel yeah. me? Like, you don't know what the baby had to go through and what demons he probably still fighting right now because on, on the level on where he got to, on where he's at now, on the plateau. The same thing for speaking for Lil Wayne, Future, uh, J. Cole. You don't know what those people had to go through to reach the success that where they're at. Never actually envy or want what that person have because god might have a different route for you that may not have to be as hard that the baby had to take mm-hmm. may not be as hard as future had to take you know your route might be just going to a goddamn corner store and you spit one bar to your homeboy and then there's some big a and r label happened to pass by because that was planting your future Yes, yeah, a lot of things are planned, but at the same time, you really got to go out there and make it happen yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's all 50 50. It's mm-hmm. all 50 50. God's going to put opportunities out there. You got to make it, make the most of it. Some people were sending people's lives really yeah, to, sure for they, they can learn from. However, some people aren't willing to try and learn. They, they get the big work. headed. They you get big headed, the you know? You know, that's just, I feel like I have an abundant mindset where it's just like there's 
all types of money out here. Too much money out here. Too many bitches out here. Too many. There's just too much out here to try and envy anybody for anything. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You can get it your own way. And no matter what somebody has, you shouldn't shit on it. Whatever they, maybe they're more confident. Maybe they care themselves about what. You know, you, you want to get linked with people like that. So that you can be able to. So they can be able to, you know. Shed that onto you also because you hang out right. with a lot of confident people. If you're right. a shy person, you end up being that very confident person right. yourself. Right. If you become, if you're kind of poorish, but you hang out with a lot of rich, rich people, you become that next person. You know, it's just right. it just goes on from there. You know, it's just like you got to surround your circle with people, real people, yeah. authentic people, humble people, yeah. but people that you can learn from too. You know exactly. what I'm saying? If you exactly. if you hang out in a den of snakes. You might not be a snake, but that's up to you. You know, right. that's only up to you what right. your choices right. are and everything. Right. So right. it's just that's just my philosophy when it comes to things like that. some people have that's a scarcity true. mindset. I feel like a lot of this in Charlotte, where it's just like they just can't seem to just just value what they have. You know, yeah. they always want to take, 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 and that's why we a lot of us ain't got shit. To you gotta give more than what you take, man. If you give more than what you take, you know, like I said, universe will get right back to you because they see that you're being humble. You know, it. it it, 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 it wants to see you at a humbling state so it can bless you more. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. You just got to learn from the humbleness and everything and then move, take those lessons on with you uh, into the future and everything. Now, and Todd, back to the music thing, um, it's a matter, it's just uh, when we're speaking on like your influences, you know, what would you say influenced you? Because, you know, you said that, you know, Atlanta really played onto your style a whole yeah. lot. So it's just, uh, would you say uh, mostly Atlanta artists kind of influence your style to a certain degree or is it Florida artists? Honestly, man, you'd be you'd be you'd be shocked. Um, more of the, you know, Little Wayne, man. Lil Wayne's a big influence on my life. Lil I'm not shocked Wayne. by that. I got dreads right now. How would I be shocked with <laughs> <by> that? <laughs> Lil Wayne, uh, Buster. Okay. Go. Um, another person that used to have dreads. <laughs> yeah, Buster. Uh, Fifty Cent is one of the biggest boy. Fifty Cent, like no lie, like real shit. I like the way he just performed, the way he just took the stage and he demanded the crowd and shit. That 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 flow was crazy and um Yeah, New York rappers would demand the crowd, like DMX too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I just respect lyrics. Not to say that down south don't have lyrics. You got T I man, you got a whole bunch of lyrical ass fucking people down. Killer there. Mike and uh Andre three thousand. Exactly. Can't forget Andre, bro, real shit. It's a whole bunch of fucking ludicrous, man. You got some lyrical fucking monsters, man. But the people who just influenced me more would have to be Lil Wayne, Busta, and 50 Cent. I ain't gonna flex. Those are the top three to, uh, for you. Whenever this is just top three, or just influence you, cause like influencing top three. My top three would have to be. I ain't gonna flex. It, it had to be Biggie. Mm -hmm. And then I gotta put. I'm sorry. I gotta put the old school Lil Wayne in there. I gotta put Lil Wayne in there. Sorry. And then I gotta go ahead and probably put. Ah, uh, damn, that's a toughie. I'm gonna have to put. Uh, Tupac? I know, I know Tupac probably. See, a there. lot of people always speak about Tupac. Do you I feel like Tupac's kind of put too much out there to a certain degree where it's just like uh, everybody no, has to agree? Because no. like, I know he's earned it. Like, he's been one of my influences. I feel like Tupac was the one that got me gay, put the, me the. It's kind of like the gatekeeper for hip hop to me, where Biggie was like the key for me. It's like, okay, gatekeeper, this, okay, this is what hip hop is. This is what it has to offer. And Biggie was like, all right, here's the key and everything. You can still be confident. You can look anything you want. You can still be like, you know, be able to 
navigate, you know, the most out of it. Then I got to flip it. Then they got to be Biggie, Tupac, and uh, Lil Wayne. Oh, really? That's how you say it? Because I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to convince nah, you. I just nah, say that's nah, my nah, philosophy. Nah, looking nah, at real it. shit because, like, a lot of my influence, too, come from Tupac, too. Because if you listen to some of my lyrics, man, uh, you know, it's, you know, mostly it's, it sounds like some... West Coast, it sound like some down south of Louisiana, it sound like some, you know, Florida sound, sound like a little bit of everything of people who influenced me over the time, you know, where I grew up. And people would shit on Lil Wayne, too, and everything. I feel like I was at my most creative writing during the Lil Wayne era because, like, dude had a way with words that, you know, a lot man, of people will sleep on, man. Man, man, the lyrics, the fucking play on words. Like He's moving silence like lasagna will live it infinite in my head. <laughs> Like I said, man, like Lil Wayne has definitely put a, a big impact on this world and a big impact on the, on the culture. And you, and you gotta give the man his flowers. You gotta give every single artist out there their flowers, man. Fifty to Busta to Luda to you know to KSR One to freaking just just like the old school legends, man. Like Slick they, Rick. Yeah, Slick Rick. You know, like those niggas paid the road for the niggas coming up now. And I feel like it need to be more lyrics out there than yeah. anything else. But the fact is, like you know, it's just like the whole hate train with Lil Wayne I know I was cool back in the day but it's like I wasn't even really cool even back in the day dude because it's like bro Lil Wayne was transcending generations bro like he was coming up during the early 2000s then in the 2010s he's kind of cooling right now but it's like because he's at a status now where it's like you know like he kind of he made it like he, he proved everything he needed to yeah, prove yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. and it's just like you know you got to really look at him too he even found Drake and Nicki Minaj like Lil Wayne's place in hip-hop like like as like a goat you know mm -hmm. that's solidified and nobody could take that from wayne at all that's why like, you can hate on dude all day every day it won't mm -hmm. put any money in your pocket mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like dude you cannot deny wayne's like chapter in this damn okay. hip-hop shit at all and everything and he got to grow old to raise his daughter his daughter you know like that's a loving that's wonderful like you know like when rappers can grow old and actually see their success unlike the likes of a tupac a big or an xx and Tosh, that's sad like, when Lil Wayne actually made it, it's like, that's wonderful. And it's like, that's all you get is a hate. So it's like, I don't even, you can't even give a fuck when people hate, bro. Because if they can hate on Wayne, bro, they'll hate on anything. And that's right, just how true. my philosophy was. Um, so it's just like, you know, I know you spoke of, like, uh, Lil Wayne being, like, one of your main influences and everything. Uh, can you describe, like, you know, Lil Wayne and, like, his early days when you were getting on to him and everything? You know, like, what you first thought about Lil Wayne and how your opinions of him changed over time? Well, when I was first getting into Lil Wayne, it had to be with uh, Bling Bling. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you see me around the city, Bling Bling, you know, that shit was tough for me back He invented then. that term, too, by the way. Man, yeah, shit went to the dictionary and shit. You know, uh, you know, I was down with Wayne since he did the Hot Boys, since he did the Drought, the, you know, the Drought mixtapes for him and DJ Drama. You know, DJ Drama shots my nigga DJ Drama, man. That nigga that, bro, he be snapping on them goddamn tracks, man, when he be, mm -hmm. you know, he be talking this shit. So uh, you know, uh that's where uh I say I, I I was at with Wayne and then to now uh Lil Wayne has transitioned more into what the generation likes now for I'd say for type of sound. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, he's you know, he's doing good, he's still holding weight out there, you know, he's still doing his thing. Uh, you know, like I said, I always be an old school original Wayne fan from the drought mixtapes from the no ceilings. You feel me? 
Oh no, not for real, man. A little one with the Go DJ and that Carter One, Carter Two, Carter Three, Carter Four, Carter Five, and everything, bro. There's always something to buy. There's always something you had to put on rotation, man. For real, man. Especially when he was dominating, bro. I know a lot of people kind of hated how you was dressing, man. That 2010. <laughs> but it's like you really couldn't deny it. Yeah, but Wayne has always been different like that, you know. Uh, that was just his way of standing out. That was his way of trying to be, you know, different in the hip hop industry, you know, like in a lot of younger uh, rappers now, and you know, uh, kind of, you know, mimic the same type of style that Wayne has when it comes to, you know, the dressing and the, you know, bleaching the hair and the whole nine, like everything that he's doing, you know, they kind of mimic it. And you think know. about all the rappers that got Lil in front of their name after Lil Wayne. Man, that's that something part, to talk about. That part, that part, man. Lil Wayne is, like I said, is a big influence on all these rappers, and they don't half of them don't even notice, you know. And uh, that's why I say, you know, you gotta gotta get that man his flowers, and you know, he's just will always be the greatest rapper alive to me in my books. Mm, well, I mean. Some people would be like, okay, that's a bold statement, but that's an arguable statement at the same time. Oh, like, yeah. you can't really, I mean, it's, it's very arguable, very debatable. So it's, it's very like, debatable because most people put, you know, Eminem up there. You or know? Jay-Z or Tupac or Big. Well, well, like I said, I don't want to get too much into uh, detail with that. I don't want to start no commotion. But uh, Hey, talk your shit, man. It's, that's all your opinion. This is a Mental Threats podcast. We're here to talk shit, and that's it. Like, that's your opinion, whatever. I mean, if people want to hate on an opinion, then they it's because they ain't got no money or nothing. Cause who the fuck wasted their time disagreeing with people? Like, who cares? Well, like I said, with Jay Z, you know, um, he was good for his time. Uh, you know, he's still he's he's a great rapper. He's good lyrically. But like I said, I still gotta put Wayne up there. Cause when Wayne did that damn battle disc with Jay Z, he killed his ass. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. And um, like I said, you know, Lil Wayne's, you know. He is the greatest for me in my books. But if you want to go to this generation, I had to put my boy Kendrick up there. Oh, yeah. And uh, you got J. Cole. Cool. You feel me? Like, you know, it's been nigga in North Carolina stand up. But, you know, that nigga Kendrick got some shit for your ass. This is what it is. I mean, yeah, no, for real, man. It's just like, even with comparing rappers, it's kind of pointless to a certain degree because it's just like everybody has their own flavor and style and everything, you know. Yeah, and it's like Kendrick went years not dropping. And when he finally dropped something, bro. No, seriously, yeah. My two favorite. Down in fucking Paris, down on the fucking Louis Vuitton thing, doing his cover and shit like that. You know, like, you know, like I said, like when Kendrick drops stuff, it's like he makes you think on a deeper level. And like so some people, you know, they're too scared to actually tap into that because you know they feel like it's you know eating at them because he'll spit some shit to make you think about yourself. You know, not saying J Cole ain't doing it. J Cole, you know, he doing the same shit. It's just for me, you know, with that with that ruggedness in his voice, with that with that mentality on, on where he came from, on that upbringing, it's just more more rugged for me. And like that's where I touch into more bass with him. Yeah, no, seriously, man. Like, I even said this on another episode, how Kendrick represents the mind. Um, J. Cole represents the soul. Drake represents the heart. And I would say Kanye kind of represents the spirit because it's all energy with Kanye and everything. The the manias, yeah. That's so true. Facts, facts. Yeah, that's why it's just like, you know, moving forward and everything, it's going to be crazy when then they really, really settle down for real because they all have kids now. J. J. Cole got kids. Drake got a kid. Uh, Kendrick got a kid. Kanye been having kids. So it's just like for them to really just kind of like, they're, I feel like their era is starting to, not in a sense, close, but it's starting to kind of slow down to the end. It's like, okay, we've, they've already done everything, you know? And even J. Cole with the Dreamville uh 
stuff, which I feel like he does amazing with, like building that brand and everything. That's no, that's not easy, you know, and everything. So it's just like in terms of like brands, like the whole Death Rose, uh, the whole um, the Bad Boy Records and stuff of that nature. Like, uh, where do you think Dreamville, Dreamville kind of like sits at that table? Like, you feel like they're on that same level or even better? Well, um, with Dreamville, and you said who else? Um, it could be just any label. It could be No Limit, all of them. Like, I mean, they're all pretty iconic, but do you feel like Dreamville's kind of uh, going that direction too, becoming iconic in themselves? Yeah, 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 yeah. I really do feel that way. I feel like uh, Dreamville does have the potential to be, you know, one of those greatest, you know, iconic uh, labels, just, you know, same way as Death Row, same way as Young Money, the same way as Cash Money, the same way as, you know, Def Jam. Uh, it, it, it would have to be, you know, like I said, with J. Cole, it would have to be him really tuning, tuning in. So it's probably when he freaking retires and is fully focused on just really managing, managing and like nothing else. But for some artists, it's, like I said, that's kind of hard because once you, you know, once you do something you love, you know you can't really honestly put it down, man. Like look at Ice Cube. Ice Cube slip out there writing tracks, thank you. Yeah, and Jay Z too. Like you remember you went, yeah, he, he was trying to retire that one moment that yeah, came back. Four, four, four. Yeah, nigga, that nigga remind me of Brett Favre. Goddamn it, <laughs> always announcing retirement, but comes right back just like Lil Wayne. So it's like you know you never really stop. Uh, like I said, it had to be a point of time where. J. Cole would really have to sit down and be like, okay, let me take this few years off. A few years off and just focus on just this label and making the other artists as not, uh, you know, to make them better than me. You know, like that's what it is when it comes to being, you know, a manager and a, and a CEO. Mm -hmm. You know, you want somebody to be on that same level as you or even greater. You know, that's the part where you have no more hate in your heart that's when you have nothing but love because you want the other person to exceed higher than what you did but you're gonna make it hard for them yeah i know seriously yeah. and i feel like you know the cool thing about j cole he even said it himself well he really thinks everybody on his label is better than him in some way or another and i feel like that's a wonderful mindset to keep people that are better than you that you yeah. feel are better than you it's like because like that's like shoot proves that he's a student of the game he, he yeah. wants to actually grow even more even past his prime. he's in his 30s he about like 37 30 something like that I don't even know. But he's in his 30s now, and it's just like, you know, and now he's starting to kind of slow up with it. I mean, 2 Chainz got lit in his 30s, so it's just like, it, yeah, it is what yeah, it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah, like. He, he lit in his 30s, and now he's like like at his plateau in his 40s now, so, mm. you know. Yeah, so that, 2013, 2 Chainz, bro. That, that's the dominant ass here, bro. I, I look back at that year like, bro, he was on every track. Yeah, Duffel Bad Boy was hot. That's when he uh, first blew up, I think, in uh, my eyes when he did his shit with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Don't get your money, little duffer, bad boy. That yeah, shit was hard. And then he did, like, that one album, joint album with Lil Wayne, too, and everything. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, it's just like that That whole, uh, what was that? Um, what was that one with the chains on it? It was uh, the album with the, you know what I'm talking about? With two chains album with just two chains, and it was, like, a red shirt or something like that. I'm trying to think, what was it? Um, uh, it was it based on a true story? I think that's yeah, what. It, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to think. Yeah, dude, yeah, bro. That's true religion that. based on true story. Yeah, you're right. That's you the right. first album I think about, like in 2013, bro. Like it's just like because he dominated. Dude was on everything, bro. Like it was just like you know he was with Drake, Lil Wayne. He was doing stuff with Nicki Minaj. That was when, uh, that was when um, God dang, uh, 
Young Money was like the shit back then too. Yeah, so it was yeah, just like you know, yeah, yeah. and he was doing stuff with Kanye again, signed to Good Music and having one of the best damn verses on uh, No uh, Mercy and everything. Uh -huh. I still remember that damn track, bro. It's okay, like Mercy, okay, bro. Okay, you up on your music? <laughs> you know, I'm a hip hop head. Like for real, to the death of me, man. I mean, it's just a part of me now. That's just that's what I feel. A lot of these rappers, you really have to make it be a part of you. Like yeah. you know, Honestly. you know, with Jay Z, Jay Z, it'll be hard for Jay Z to actually retire. Retire. He will be a businessman, yeah. yeah. but that hip hop identity will always stick with him. That foundation, because exactly. exactly. that's what made him so much money. Exactly. That's what I was telling you before, man. It's like, it's it's really hard to quit. Like you know, once you have. You know, a God-given gift, and, and, and you find out your true purpose is, you know, you never really stop actually doing it, man. Like, real shit, you don't. Yeah, man, no, seriously, man. That urge, bro, like, since I hit the studio, I always want to be in the studio. But now it's just, it really is a fix. Not even just the fix, but it's just, like, the really the feeling of, like, getting something done. Like, you had to thought about this beat, like, dang, I could use this beat, or dang, I could freestyle with this beat, or dang, I could probably take this to the studio, or dang, this is probably good for my mixtape or album. It's just, like, it's, like, you breathe, sleep, and think, like, hip-hop to one extent or another, where it's just, like, you can't just cold turkey it. You know, it's an addiction at one point, mm -hmm. you know. That's why it's just like, you know, other people try to hate or whatever. You got to really ask yourself, do you really want this shit for real? For you to have yeah, time to hate on other man. people? Yeah, yeah man. You got to really love music to actually have a longevity in this game. Like, never, ever stop having fun. No, really, and not shit. even not even just having fun, really, but just having a purpose, you know, really, like, you know, because some people might shit on Playboy Cardi for being a mumble rapper or whatever, being a mumble rapper, but that's the kind of shit that got his mama house. So I don't hate on nobody. Whatever, like, I see hip-hop as just a giant quilt. So it's just like, you know, everybody has their stories, everyone gets their influences, but we're all sewn together in this giant fabric that goes on and on and on and on, and we just add our stories to it forever and ever and ever. You know, and that's just, that's how I feel like hip-hop can stay, you know, timeless and stuff of that nature. Right. You know, that's just kind of how I see it. So it's just like, I have no time to hate on nobody to that extent. You know, if it brings you out there, if it makes you money, wonderful. The ones that are going to stay long are going to stay long and the ones that won't are just gonna be come by and pass by and that'll be it for them. Yeah, that's why I feel like that's why you know when Joe Budden be hating on people a little like Lil Yachty and the you know you know these new, new niggas it's like what's the point bro because it's like there's always gonna be a Corday there's always gonna be an X there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna come and fill up that role you know yeah. and it's just like it's just a matter of really just nurturing you know like really nurturing that uh that 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 timeline and everything but like in, in terms of like these newer rappers and stuff you know I, I mentioned Corday some people think about baby keem and everything well who do you think is not like a who got next but who you feel like we're gonna see more and more of that it's probably gonna take that not that place of kendrick or j cole but kind of just kind of like you know fill that void after they kind of slow down for a bit after j cole and kendrick slow down yeah atlanta <laughs> no no I, don't, I mean a lot of me but like, yeah yeah obviously yourself like obviously yeah toasty toasty esv also um for sure that's me um but uh yeah definitely uh filling in that that, that void you really think like in the 2020s you feel like that's gonna be the time where it's like you're really gonna grow into yourself as an artist i'm into myself right now 
Oh yeah, surely, <laughs> surely. But I mean, like to like a brand wise, my dude. Like really, 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 like you know. A brand, brand wise. Yeah, because like, you had a lot of music out and everything, and I'm gonna check it out. Like when I really, really get the chance, because I'm trying to make a playlist with all the artists I've interviewed and everything, put a one giant playlist and everything, and then it's just like you know, like you know, like these are some dope ass artists and everything, yeah, you know. Man, so yeah. that's why I don't even worry about the future of hip hop, because there's always somebody. There's always gonna be some music out there, you know. Even when me and you are dead and gone, our music will remain out there. And that's the beautiful part about, you know, recording yourself. You know, you got something you can listen to, your mom can listen to, your kids can listen to forever, forever, ever. But uh, to answer your question, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> and uh, where do you see yourself in the next five to years to a decade? Well, I have my own uh, label called Count Up ENT. Mm. Uh, I see myself being, you know, having other artists signed up under me and then uh, pushing them. Listening to different type of genres of music to, you know, incorporate with hip hop and, you know, just to get that widespread of different type of vibes and music out there. Because, like I said, different strokes for different folks. Everybody is, you know, likes different styles of music, you know. It's, there's no one particular style. So, you know, as long as it's catchy and it sounds good, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm just going to fuck with it. So, um, that's why I see myself as being, you know, kind of like, you know, a jay-z kind of like a you know like a rick ross you know like on that boss status level mm. of uh you know five ten years down the road from now hopefully you know rapping time to time but not doing it too much spending time with my family type shit you know sitting back sipping you know martinis and sipping some yak goddamn you know that's why i see myself yeah, man. No, seriously, because this could really bring in that bread to really like set a lot of your investments together and everything. You want to do businesses and stuff like that. I could see myself making this music thing into something I could really invest into businesses. Whether if I want to do like party busting or maybe do like you know like raw restaurants stuff like that. You know, like I have a whole lot of business ideas, clothing line stuff that I have planned and everything. I feel like this whole rap shit could really fund a lot of that and thus building my brand even more and more to the point where I can build opportunities for my people and shit like that. People with vision, bro purpose like you know it that drive not, not all you got to have a certain work ethic too you got to be disciplined you could be a visionary all day and daydream all day but what are you trying to take to make this happen yeah. like listen i was willing to drive all throughout charlotte like to literally interview other people man from my family members to freaking uh educators police officers anybody that would hop on ready for a uh, conversation then why don't you pay off yeah. why don't you pay off man that's all it is man you putting in that work you putting in that work ethic and you putting in that grind and god sees that you're doing it man and you just keep on doing it Man, watch a beautiful abundance is gonna come upon you. Watch, bro. Mm. Real shit. It it may seem tough right now to people that's listening. You feel me? Like it may seem tough right now, but you had to go through something to get to something. No, seriously, that's the yin yang in life, man. You know, um, you know, you got in order to enjoy the rainbows, you got to go through the rain first, man. Um, and even like this African proverb, man, even I'm based on this, my favorite African proverb of all time. It's like, no matter how dark or long the night is, the sun is always sure to come and everything. And it's just like, you know, that sticks with me like for to this day. So like when I think about that's how I approach my mindset through any type of adversity is that the other side of this adversity is going to be something wonderful, something great and everything. So it's like I just work now and then, you know, get through your tears, drop whatever tears you need now, but just be ready to laugh later, you know, and all that stuff of that nature and be able to enjoy the fruits of your hard work later and things of that nature. Um, 
so it's just like if we had to speak on matters and like any like you know missteps that you had like as an artist that you kind of had to go through whether it be funding stuff of that nature what type of obstacles you had to face coming up as an artist trust in the wrong people <laughs> like i said uh in the music industry uh it's it's a lot of uh you run across a lot of different people who don't have your true attentions at heart you know um some people that would misunderstand you some people that would you know take advantage of your kindness mm-hmm. uh it's just stuff that happens but uh sometimes you just gotta you know look past it and keep the ball rolling because uh yeah you know you gotta let god deal with certain people and uh you know in, in the music business you know it is tough and you gotta find the right people to trust and the right people to have a good communication to bond with because uh those people that you do find good communication to bond with you know those people you want to stick around because uh it's a lot of uh mysterious mischief type of people in the music industry you know that's uh like i said don't have your true intentions at heart you know uh, that was one of my downfall was you know throwing myself out there to every and single other person out there and thinking that they'll do me right but you know sad you know at the time you know that's not the case that's the path of the empath man i swear you'd be feeling everybody's fears and anxieties and everything but you don't listen to people you don't listen to their true intentions intentions and that's what that's what messed up the empath so much man it's like i swear you'd be thinking people wouldn't even do you a type of dirty way and then they prove to you wrong every time and you can never relate to that because that's what an empath is you know you feel other people's pain so you don't put people through pain and that's just that's just kind of my mindset and that's how my being is set up and that's just my nature and uh you know i can't speak for the next person but that's just you know it kind of sounds like you're kind of in that same ballpark you know to a certain degree um but it's just like you know you've been how long have you been doing like this whole music thing if you had to put a time on it uh, just two years now oh just two years oh okay uh and it's just like uh what are some things that you've learned in the past two years and stuff of the nature you know we actually spoke on the whole obstacles things but any other things you might have learned um in the past two years i learned to always be patient with your craft and always you know hammer your craft constantly constantly work on your craft man and never stop you know when they're sleeping keep on working you know uh that's this this is this repetition and, and and staying committed you know it's like what i learned you know i always write 24 7 i always think of new things i listen to new beats i always try to figure out different ways to play on words you know yeah yeah that's a good that's a good habits man what are the good habits do you have that you feel like that can help you not only in just the music thing but in life too like you know stuff of that nature good habits would be you know, like wake up early uh, go out for a jog work out well, yeah, jogging will be one of them. You know, always stay fit and then always get your mind right, too. You know, you know, take a little self-breathe in and out, you know, relax your mind. Because a lot of people, you know, they wake up and the first thing they grab is their phone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, wake up and, you know, just breathe some of that good old fresh air, man. And like, all right, you know, this day going to be great. You feel me? And, then, you know, start your day off right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, surely, surely, man. And it's just like, you know, and... The type of relationship that artists build with their fans is such a, a huge pillar in regards to their identity and the foundation of their of their uh, their beingness and stuff of that nature. Um, the type of relationship with your fans, what kind of relationship would you want with your fans going into the future, in a sense? Yeah, like what would you want to represent to them, you know, story-wise and stuff? I'd like to represent someone who made an impact on their lives to figure out more on who 
they are and to let them know that they're not the only ones going through the type of uh, struggle and same type of uh, mindset that they're not alone. Uh, I, I expect to have from my fans that uh, more of a, a deeper understanding on being misunderstood but still being loved. Yeah. Yeah, no, surely, 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 man. No, definitely. By far, definitely, man. And it's just like, you know, in this, in this day and age and everything on my end and everything, what I want to represent as an artist is uh, I want to represent that no matter where you are in life and everything, you can always be great. You can always be more than what people say that you are and everything. And it's just like no matter what strive or what step that you take, whatever misstep or whatever, you can always find uh, you always find your way. You know, no matter how far away you're torn from whoever you think you might be, you can always find your higher self regardless of how far down you are and everything. You know, you're, you're more than who you are. You know, you're you're God's children. You're so by far you're an extension to him. You know, so it's just like, you know, we're we're masters on this world and you can master reality in your sense, too. It might be harder. It might be a little bit challenging and whatnot, but it's just like, you know, it's possible. There are people who got shot nine times and healed up and still like want managed to come up and freaking sell vitamin water and shit day and night type shit. And I'm freaking writing scripts to movies and stuff like that, you know, and it's just like there are people. Shout out to 50. <laughs> Definitely want to shout out to 50. When, yeah, there could be people that could be on the brink of suicide until they get a phone call. And then it's just like, next thing you know, they're freaking maybe dissing people out of their own genres and freaking making a whole shit list of people that they diss, but also being an iconic figure. Shout out Eminem in that case. I don't know if people knew what I was talking about. But it's like, yeah, man, if you take anything from even like this, from this podcast, this episode in particular, or Atlanta 7 and everything, no matter where you're at, at life no matter where you are in life you can always find your way like no matter what and you know god always has things good things in store for you all you have to do is just have that mindset and just try to follow in his teachings too and always learn to do good by people intentions wise don't think with uh selfishness always think for people you know that's just you gotta have that mindset or else you know god ain't gonna bless you and even if he does bless you and you're still like a shit person you know so, you know you're still gonna fuck up other people's lives that's gonna catch up with you in the afterlife you know you know like jesus said it's 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 harder to, it's easier to get put a nail through the eye of a camel or something like that um than it is for a rich man to get to like the gates of heaven or something like that i think he said something like that something like that, something like that. <laughs> all right so back to you uh atlanta seven so what what type of projects we have to look out for in the next couple months to years down the line well uh right now i'm working on uh shooting a video to my song called the way uh, i'm gonna shoot that coming up next month on the 14th so be on the lookout for that uh i'm also working on unforgettable volume three Right now, as we speak, uh, that'll be ready in about, I say, give me about like two months. That'll be ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop that in like two months from now. Uh, uh, I'm also, I also have a uh, a showcase out there in uh, New York coming up on July 30th. Mm -hmm. So uh, be out if you're in New York at the time. Uh, you know, come on up. Uh, it's on July 30th. Uh, go to my Instagram page if you need to find out more details, which is Atlanta underscore seven underscore seven underscore seven. Yes, it's three sevens. Mm -hmm. Atlanta, A-T-L-A-N-N-A-7.
underscore seven underscore seven is where you'll find me on my instagram uh unforgettable volume two is out right now as we speak on all major platforms like i said again unforgettable volume two is out on all major platforms go cop that man and check it out Oh yeah, no, for real, man. Just quick question and everything, you know, in regards to like the climate of how like the music thing is like right now and everything. What are some things that you like and what are some things that you just hate about it? About how the music going right now? Yeah, just right now, just in general, just the climate of it. Well, right now, like I said, um, you know, music changes over the course of time. You know, um, I can't really say I, you know, like it. Say I don't like it, dislike it. You know, I'm kind of like you know i'm kind of like canada with the shit you feel me true as hell <laughs> you feel me i ain't trying to stir up no shit I'm, I'm 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 canada with it you know i like a little dirt you know all them niggas like that you know i like you know all rappers you feel me uh just you know we want to come with some bars you know come at me um uh like i said when it comes to this music what's going on now i like it you know uh even with the old school cats who uh who was before our time if you go back to them and ask if they like some of our music they're gonna say no if you go to the people that came before them they're gonna say they didn't like their music it's niggas who didn't like 50 cent music when they was coming up when and you know that they're legends you know like niggas like slick rick you feel me like i ain't saying slick rick don't like 50 cent but people in slick rick's era mm -hmm. growing up on who 50 cent used to look up to some of them niggas may not like his type of style, you know, mm. but that's just, you know, that's music and you got to evolve with music and, and, and just learn from it. It's always constantly evolving. So you just got to grow with it. Yeah, and that's the beauty of hip-hop, too. It's just, I feel like everybody's just kind of represented now. That's the beauty of this era now. It's like, there's so much versatility. Yeah. And you'll have, uh, like, uh, people with maybe some singing niggas right here. Maybe some people that just, you know, harmonize a whole lot better over there. Maybe some people might mix it up with Afro beat. Maybe some people that are just, you know, somehow make a country beat, you know. The most popular, most high stream. Didn't uh, the whole country song that Lil Nas X did, didn't that go, like, Diamond or something like that? Yeah, it did. He got that, that bitch straight off of YouTube. No, dead ass. <laughs> If that doesn't motivate you, bro, if that shit doesn't motivate you to try something every day, nothing will, bro. Like, I, I be thinking, like, damn, I was working at freaking Pizza Hut during that shit happens. So I'm like, what the fuck? You freaking yeah. picked out a country-ass beat and then, like, freaking made it on that. that. Spent $25 for the damn YouTube beat, goddamn, <laughs> and put that bitch on SoundCloud and blew up. Like I said, everybody has a different purpose in their time, and you never know what your time is, so never be afraid to tap in on your true purpose. No dead ass, bro. Cause a freaking country beat, bro. You could have never a freaking. You who would have really <laughs> thought like literally like nobody would ever to fucking uh foreseen any of that shit. No, 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 no type of crystal ball, nothing. What if that nigga went to a tarot reader and everything? Like, yeah, it's like you yeah. should probably listen to more country ass beats, man. You yeah. don't look at him crazy. Like, I ain't listening to no country ass beats. What the fuck <laughs> you talking about? Cause people don't know that. Lil Nas, man, back in the day before he did the whole goddamn country shit, the nigga was on some, like, you know, more of trying to be like a street type of rapper. You feel me? Like, that's the image he was going for at the time. Uh, and then he, you know, like I said, he just tried something, tried something different. He had a, you know, different spark in his head. He said, fuck it, let me go ahead and throw this shit out there. You know, I commend the nigga for doing what he doing, yeah. And we invented country music, too. So it's just like, it's kind of full circle type shit, too, when you think about it. And we were yeah, cowboys back yeah, in the day. Yeah, like, one yeah. third of the cowboys were black back in the day. People don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were think about it, man, we really did start that country music shit, man. Like, the people from, uh, what's his name? John, uh, he sing, uh, he does blues. He did the uh, Crossroads song. I think I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about something. John Sumter. 
Listen. No, it's, it start with John. I forgot, but it'll come back to me later. <laughs> His name was John. Yeah, John That's, that narrows that narrows it down a lot. The only thing I knew is John something. Goddamn. Look up John something and see what you'll find. Okay. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, but for real though, like man, it, it was good having you on this podcast, man. You know, we're reaching pretty close to the whole hour mark and everything of that nature. Um, it was wonderful listening to your like ideologies when it comes to like you know relationship with uh, God and everything of that nature. I'm gonna definitely check out your tapes for sure i'm gonna download it uh to my mp3 or whatever if i get a new phone or whatever I'm, i might get a new phone soon but it's definitely gonna be on that playlist definitely gonna be in rotation too um and stuff of that nature um is there anything else you got to say to the audience before we go off uh man like i said check out that new mixtape unforgettable volume two out on all major platforms again it's called unforgettable Volume 2. You can find me on all platforms. I go by Atlanta 7. It's spelled A-T-L-A-N-N-A-7. Yeah, man. That's that's pretty much it for the Mental Threads podcast. Yeah. Yo, quick question. You don't really call yourself like a Charlotte rapper. You're more like a Fort Lauderdale rapper. You identify more of Florida or Georgia. Like, what, what well, like I said, um, I'm kind of in between states. It's kind of like, uh, you know... My mom stay in Atlanta and my dad stay in Florida, so kind of like they got like a split type of joint custody on me. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, I call myself more of a neutral, like rapper, man. That's why I put that seven on it, man, because you know I'm only rapping for him, and he, you know, he gave me this gift, so I put myself in the category of just being me, being Atlanta seven. You know, it's not really like a a tied down to any state. It's not a tied down to Atlanta. It's not a tied down to Fort Lauderdale. It's not a tied down to Kansas. It's not a tied down to anywhere. I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dead ass. And yes, that question was more tied down to get over the hour mark. So it's giving us extra time. <laughs> You got to make it work some one way or another. Okay, uh, we're getting pretty close to that hour mark, and we're three seconds in, and uh, yeah, we made it. Wonderful. All right, that's a whole damn interview right there. No fool, no cutoffs, nothing. All right, that's it from the Mental Threats Podcast, episode 79, Sonin. Now we're Sonin out.